Blog Talk Radio. from Los Angeles, California for Sacred Sunday. It's around 6.30 here, 6 p.m. on Sunday night in California, and it's beautiful. It was a little warm today, uh, but it still is a beautiful day. Uh, any day above ground, I guess, is pretty beautiful, and uh, 
I did have my eye operation. It was quite a success. I want to thank you. Thank you very much for all your prayers because it did work, and it was quite a spectacular success. And uh, I'm already being able to use it, and uh, I had a cataract removed, a lens replaced, and it's looking quite good. So I want to thank you very much, and I'm very happy to be here with you tonight. And uh, let's finally open uh, today uh, with... uh, our Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you, God. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, God. Today, we are reading uh, 1 John chapter 3, and then John is sending uh, Dalius another note. So please turn your Bible to 1 John chapter 3. And in this final letter, the elder writes to his pal Dalius to thank him for putting up some of the eldest friends as guest house parent uh, guest house. I'm sorry, about this. Apparently, they're missionaries traveling in the area, and Gallius showered them with, in the, with treasures in the town and showed them a good time. That's the third one in a pretty short letter, and the elder promises to visit soon so he and Gallius can catch up on their favorite subject, which is Jesus. And that's the last word we get from John in this chapter. And uh, thanks to, I want to thank Schmoop.com and also Save for our beautiful music. Now I'm going to uh, turn on chat here for all you chatters because uh, I've been getting people saying they want to leave me a word once in a while. So I'm going to just type in good evening, I friends. So to let them know that I know that they're there. And then turn your Bible to 1 John chapter 3. I'll put on my glasses. Hopefully I can see. Do you know well that I've been having some difficulties? I still need glasses, but my distance vision was just just gone. And now uh, I have a lot of improvements. Thank God. Okay. So we have 1 John chapter 3. See how great a love the Father has bestowed on us, that we would be called children of God, and such as we are, for the reason the Son does not know us because it is not known of Him. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not appeared as yet that we will be, for we know that He appeared that when He appears. We will be like him, and because we will be see him just as he is. And everyone who has this hope fixed on him purifies himself as he is pure. And uh, part of this is in relation to our position, righteousness, and brotherly love. And it says, everyone who practices sin also practices lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. And we know that he appears in order to take away sin, 
and in him there is no sin. No one who abides in him sins, and no one who sins has seen him or knows him. Little children, make sure no one deceives you, and the one who practices righteousness is righteous. Just as he is righteous, the one who practices sin is of the devil, and the devil has sinned from the beginning. The Son of God appeared for this purpose, to destroy the works of the devil. No one who is born of God practices sin, because his seed abides in him, and he cannot sin because he's born of God. By this, the children of God and the children of the devil are obvious. Anyone who does not practice righteousness is not of God. Not the one who does not love his brother, for this is the message that you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Not as Cain, who was of the evil one, and slew his brother. For what reason did he slay him? Because his deeds were evil and his brothers were righteous. Do not be surprised, brethren, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brethren, and he who does not love abides in death. Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. We know love by this, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoever has the world's goods and sees his brother in need and closes his heart against him, how does the love of God abide in him? Little children, let us not love with the word or with the tongue, but in deed and in truth. And then it says this part in relation to our prayers and our answers. On verse 19. We will know by this that we are of the truth and will assure our heart before him. And in whatever our heart, condemns us, for God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God. And whatever we ask, we receive from him, because we keep his commandments and do the things that are pleasing in his sight. This is his commandment, that we believe in the name of the Son, his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another, just as he commanded us. And the one who keeps his commandments abides in him, and he in him. We know by this that he abides in us, by the spirit whom he has given us. Okay, so that is the end. We were told that would be a short letter. So let's go back and read the note. It says, children of God, uh, born ones of God, as in John 1:12, we can even now know him as a child knows a father. The future relationship no words can describe. And we too like him includes both physical changes of the resurrection body and spiritual changes of purity and righteousness. And then three, four, and law is law, sin is lawlessness. Uh, lawlessness is used here in its broadest sense, deception from any of God's standards. And three, six, the lifestyle of the believer who keeps God's commandments will be obedient, not sin. The lifestyle of one who keeps on sinning demonstrates that he does not know God. 
3A practices, continually practices, for example, sins in a, as a regular way of life. Oh, that's the way it is. 3.9, no one practices sin who cannot sin. Cannot sin habitually, note, note on verse 8. Habitual actions indicate one's character. For example, the divine nature given to one born of God. Then this nature prevents the Christian from habitually sinning. And he'll feel really bad and, and confess his sin to his brethren and try to change. Okay, and it says 3.15, a murderer. The heart is full of hate. It's potentially capable of murder. And then uh, 316 through 17, self-sacrificing love is required of the believer. Though not many are called on to sacrifice their lives, all are can, can give sacrificially of their substance in the world's goods, no matter necessities, necessities of life. So if you have it, share it. 20, God is greater than our heart. We may be either too sick or too lenient in examining our lives. Therefore, John's word of comfort is God is all-knowing and he is also all-loving. Thank God for that. He knows us very well, so we have his mercy. Okay, in 3.23, believe all that Christ is, not for salvation, but for answered prayer. Loving one another keeps prayer from being self-centered. And then 3.24, abide. The same word is in John 15, 1-10. Abide to live in Christ requires keeping his commandments. So that does finish our letter to John from John. And then we have to go 1 John 4, which is another short letter, uh, next week. And guess what? My birthday is Monday. July 13th, and my son gave me this book and uh, gifted me. He's in Atlanta, so he had it sent to me. And it's it's a book called The Best Angel Stories, and it's from the editor of Guidepost. I really wanted this book. And it says, How to Be Touched by an Angel. Here from the editors of Angels on Earth are more than 80 stories of real people who encountered real angels. Were the angels appear as a cloud of butterflies or a train of heavenly music? or adorned wings and robes, these messengers offer assurance we are never alone, that we are watched over, cared for, and loved. They included are classic stories of angels on earth, favorite angel stories from our other books, magazines, and stories never before to been told. Meet people who have experienced impossible rescues and amazing protection, messages of love, comfort, and beyond, and people who have died and visited heaven before returning to earth. See how the innocence of a child or the loyalty of a beloved pet can draw angels to your side. Discover how angels can provide a glimpse of heaven and mysterious knowledge and feelings of love and forgiveness. About the editors, Guidepost is a Christian faith-based nonprofit founded in 1945 by Dr. Norman Vincent Peale, Raymond Thornburg, and his the Peale's wife, Ruth Stafford Peale. Today is a magazine with a monthly circulation of over 1 million. Okay. So let us pick a story, our first brand new story, and my first brand new birthday book. Let us see. Why don't we just start with page one? Or chapter one, I'd rather. It says, uh, let's see here. Let us just start the best of angel stories. 
chapter 1, Shielded by Their Wings. Our evening walk, this is by Donna Griffith. Mom and I always relied on one another. I worked as a fast, in a fast food restaurant, but before and after my shift, she served me the best home-cooked breakfast and dinner the girl could want. Plus, she gave expert footwork which came in handy. But most of all, I looked forward to our evening walk. One evening, we walked down the road to the first major intersection. You look both ways before you cross, Mom said. Always a mother hand, I replied. i always trying to take care of me. It's like I'm always trying to take care of her, Lord. I wish we had someone to take care of both of us. There weren't any cars coming, so we stepped into the crosswalk. Halfway across the street, I heard screeching wheels. A late model sedan was barreling right for us. There was no time to run. Jesus, I mumbled, embraced from the impact. That's when I felt them, two strong hands on my upper arms. The car was so close I could make out specks of dirt on the shiny front grill. But the second before the collision happened, I was lifted into the air with a rush of wind as the car passed me. Somehow I had been taken out of harm's way just in time. The next thing I knew, I was sitting on the sidewalk across the street, the cool concrete under my palms. Mom, I expected to see her lying injured on the road. But she wasn't there. She sat a few feet from me. Are you all right, she said. Yes, I did. How about you? She sat straight up and took a big stretch. I feel fine thanks to that man, she said. What man, I said. The man who picked us up and carried me over here just as the front of that car brushed past me. How on earth did you get out of the way in time? That man just helped you. Must have had a friend. We looked around in either direction for our savior, but there was no one in sight. I wasn't sure of how exactly what happened, but I'd never felt so cared for, so safe and secure either. Maybe there was someone else Mom and I could rely on. Times are easier now. Mom and I would take our evening walk, and our angels walk with us. So yes, we walk with the angels, and I love that delightful story. Anyway, it's going to be a short one today. This is my first uh, Bible study reading since I got out of the hospital. I was really scared. I can tell you that if it wasn't for God and Jesus and my guardian angels, I don't know if I could have done that. Because they keep you awake, they put you in a chair, they tie you down, they put a big tarp over you. And they put a big thing in your eye, and then they, I saw that they were operating on my eye with a knife, and uh, it was scaring me out of my woods, but I kept praying and praying, and I saw all these beautiful colors, and I thought that must have been when they took the uh, cataract out. And it wasn't like a rainbow of colors, it was more like different colors of blobs of paint on a painting. And it was quite beautiful. And then I heard these weird tinning sounds. I don't even know what that was. But anyway, it was over pretty quick. And off I went. And uh, I'm here at home safe and sound. Everything went well. I have a patch on my eye. I'm sleeping really hard. And uh, I'm a little dizzy. But I'm telling you, I, I made it. That's my fourth surgery this year. And I know we're all having very stressful times this year. Boy, 2020 has really been something. And uh, 
has been very stressful for me. It's been one surgery after another, and I am expecting a couple more to come. But I have faith that I'll make it through those too, as as we all were. Every, everything that comes up, you know, challenges, health challenges, we'll make it through. Just take things one day at a time, one thing at a time. Just do it. If it's time for you to go to the doctor and get something addressed, just please go do it and don't leave it go too long so it gets worse, okay? And I want to tell everybody, happy birthday, happy anniversary, and God bless you. I love you. Congratulations on all your accomplishments. And let's pray for one another. We're Christians. Let's pray for one another. Let's love one another. Let's help one another. I went through this... uh, New Neighborhood app. I just happened to be looking through it while uh, I was sick here. And I ran across this girl named Diane that said her and her teenagers are trying to earn money to go to Paris, and they want to do laundry. And she did all my laundry for $14, and she turned out to be such a sweet girl and neighbor, and um, she really helped me out, and I, I really appreciate her very much, and my friend Rosemary just came by with some Diet Coke and my, one of my birthday gifts, and I love it so much. She knows I love candles, and it's a candle, and it smells so great, and it's a beautiful pair of earrings. I love them. And she knows I have a little bit of an earring addiction. So I wanted to say that I'm just so happy that I'm able to be here with you. Uh, that my sight is improving. I uh, was scared, but I did it. And uh, I'm proud of myself. God helped me through this whole thing. And um, I will be here next week. God willing. Okay, I love you, everybody. My heart reaches out to you wherever you are. And if you need me, remember, write me, McCain at hotmail.com. Love you. Bye-bye. Let's say the Lord the closing prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. God bless you. Bye-bye. See you next time. Be good, okay, people? Bye.